The audio podcast edition of Farlands or Bust is made possible by support from fans on Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash Mac to keep this series commercial free. Hello, Farlanders. My name is Kurt, and welcome back to Farlands or Bust. This is episode 834 of the series. I knew that was a creeper. I could hear his feet on the ground running away. <laughs> All right. I knew it. I had it. My creepy senses. Listen, you. I've had about enough of your shenanigans. Knew it! My, my Farlander senses were tingling. You know what else is tingling? You know what? <laughs> uh, anyway, like I said, welcome to episode 834 of Farlands or Bust, where we're walking west in Minecraft Beta 173 for the past 11 plus years. To the Far Lands. This episode being recorded in front of a live studio audience to be published on Tuesday, August 9th, 2022. And we're already sailing on. We are sailing on indeed. How's everybody doing? Staying cool? Another Hot few days. Uh-oh. Where did Juno go? <laughs> That's always concerning. She probably went to uh, lay on the bed. Like the human bed that humans lay on. Um, yeah, I had Juno up here in the office. Juno's been spending too much time in the basement by herself. So I figured bring her upstairs. She might have just gone back down to the basement because it's too warm up here. <laughs> That's also a distinct possibility. I suppose we'll see. Um, yeah, how's everybody doing? Hope you're doing well. I got a question for you. Didn't watermelons used to taste better? Just... Perhaps it's like falsified, intensified childhood memories. But I feel like Materwellens used to taste better. <laughs> I posed this question to my Twitter and got some responses. The most... I suppose plausible of them. I have not fact-checked any of these at all, by the way. <laughs> um, the the uh, yeah, the watermelon mafia is now coming to my address. Is the uh, what is happening? What is that noise? Oh, there she! Oh, she! Oh my God! Juno was underneath me the whole time. Her her coat blends in perfectly with this. Black and white carpet. 
<laughs> That's amusing. I'm amused. Sorry. Um, but the most plausible explanation, I think Rat is who said it, is that they picked the watermelons earlier now in order to extend their shelf life for transport and at the grocery store. So they don't let them get ripe enough get that sweet watermelony goodness that we remember from 20 years ago. The other thing is, yes, they're all like seedless now. And perhaps the seedlessness... I, I mean, like, genetically speaking, without seeds, why does... why would a watermelon need to taste good? It's not spreading its seeds <laughs> there's no there's no seeds to be spread why would it why would it care if it tastes good hmm 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 nature evolution what have you got to say about this <laughs> but no i the uh the picking them earlier so that they last longer Seems... seems on par with mass-produced produce. I'm sure you could come across a good watermelon. Like, locally, at the peak of ripeness. But certainly not in, in a grocery store, maybe not. I don't think it's bad. The girl... I, I... you wonder why I bring this up. The girlfriend bought a watermelon. Uh, and yeah, I just like, it's not bad, but it's just like a little disappointing. Not, not quite the watermelon of my youth. <laughs> now that is an episode title. <laughs> uh, the seedless thing is done with chemicals? No, it's not. They just, they just selectively bred them. Just like we selectively bred chickens to have more meat. Or selectively bred horses to be the right size for humans to ride. Alternately, it might also be done by, like, denying the watermelon a certain enzyme at a particular point of growth that would have normally indicated to start growing seeds, and then by denying that in the growth process, you come up with a seedless watermelon. What do I, what do I look like, some sort of farmer? My, the, 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 the extent of my farming knowledge includes riding lawn chairs into space. <laughs> And over invisible walls. That's that's where my farming expertise comes in. And and true, stealing plants. Indeed. 
Have we ever farmed in this game? I don't think you can farm in this version of the game. Although, I mean, I, I think we did, we tried to grow wheat to make cake the first time we made cake. Even though you can find wheat in dungeons. I think we farmed the wheat because we needed it for the cake. Speaking of things we need, I need some trees. Science! Now everybody's googling, how do you make a watermelon seedless? And they're made by crossing, cross-breeding, so that they have a different number of chromosomes and are therefore sterile. You got alert! You got alert! You didn't think you'd come to Firelands or Bus to learn something, did you? Indeed. Indeed. What has everybody else been up to? We, uh... Has it been since the last episode? Or no, no, it was the last episode was talking about the hearse. And then we, I, I made and put up the vlog we recorded this past weekend. I did an oil change on the hearse because we had no idea of when that last was done. Pretty uneventful, except the oil filter was in a very inconvenient and hard-to-access spot. I couldn't even, like, find it for 20 minutes, honestly. I went, where, where did they put this thing? It's got to be somewhere. How clean did the old oil look? I don't know. I didn't taste it. Um, let's go to sleep, and we'll talk about that in the morning. And awakeness. And continuing Westness. Uh, but then we also put on the new wheels and tires. Which were also helped to pick out... Thanks to Twitch chat, we did we did tire and wheel shopping uh, on Twitch. And oh boy, did we I discover something <laughs> in doing that. By the way, this whole process, changing the oil and changing the, the wheels and tires, took like eight, eight to ten hours. I am not a fast worker. Um, the... Uh, Basically, we bought the car. It had, he had put on wheels 
rims and tires. Uh, pe people get confused. I get confused when talking about wheels versus tires versus rims. Uh, wheels and rims are the same thing. Um, tires are the rubber part that go on the wheel. Um, I will use these terms interchangeably because my brain simply can't stick one. Stick with one. Stick <laughs> stick one. Stick that landing. Um, see, I had like 16-inch, like, 2004 Toyota Avalon rims on it. And the girlfriend noted that they did kind of rub the fender when turning. Just didn't look good. Just didn't suit the car. But also, in searching for rims for the hearse, I discovered that it has a very large wheel bore size, which is the center hole that the wheel mounts on. And then it mounts on the lug nuts, obviously. And in doing so, I'm like, those Toyota Avalon wheels should not fit. Because they have like a 60.7 millimeter hub. Whereas the Toyota Crown has a 67.1 millimeter hub. And that was a problem I was running into trying to find other, like, wheels, rims, excuse me, to get the girlfriend to put on the car. We eventually just decided to use the steel rims, the 14-inch steel rims that were stock, the stock rims. Um, turns out they didn't. Turns out they didn't fit. And uh, how the previous owner uh, remedied that was by putting multiple wheel spacers on the fronts of varying sizes so much that the lug nut on those were kind of holding on literally by an thread. So definitely learned a lesson there. When you buy a used car, any used car, whether or not it's imported from Japan or not, and there's not the usual rims on it, you should probably check to make sure how those are attached. You should probably make sure to check how those are attached properly or not. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll definitely be documenting this in the next episode of Ramblin' Parks. But, um... Yeah. And then the rears... More wheel spacers on the rears, which is weird because the rears have drum brakes. For the vast majority of you, I'm assuming this means nothing, but wheel spacers are little flat pieces of aluminum that give more space between the wheel, the rim, and the axle it attaches to. Um, and then on the rear, he had taken the Avalon wheel and, like, with an angle grinder, or a file made the bore, which is too small, bigger. Like, ground out the inside of the rim so that it would fit over the larger bore on the hearse. And I was like, oh my gosh, the girlfriend has been driving this thing around in this state. Absolutely crazy. 
Um, but yes, if you frequent where I'm unparked, I, I have documentation, pictures, story time to go along with that. We haven't taken it out on a drive yet. I also noted that like the automatic transmission fluid and the brake fluid and even the power steering fluid is high. Like it's above the full fill line, which I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't know if that the previous owner just like, whoop, just top it off. Uh, or like if they did that in Japan before shipping it or something. I don't know. Well, now I got to like do a bunch of... Re I, I, was, I was going through the uh, the owner's manual prior to this, taking pictures with my phone and then putting it through translate to try to like figure out like what type of transmission fluid does it take <laughs> you know like stuff that with a car made for the united states would be easy to just google but not here <laughs> not in this scenario so yeah if anybody wants to like Particularly if you speak or can translate Japanese, uh, if you want to like look up what a 1995 Toyota Crown wagon, uh, what the automatic transmission fluid, like the type, uh, is. I mean, it's, it's probably the same as the power steering fluid. I mean, hey, if, if you want to take that upon yourself. Many thanks in your direction. In your general vicinity. Bloink. Yeah, that's where that stands. And the girlfriend's been doing a bunch of work in the... I guess we can call it a cabin now. It's no longer the casket area. With like a new floor. In, just getting curtains done, getting it ready for camping. The seat is able to move back now, so like I can drive it. Fun times, fun times indeed. You know what isn't fun times? Car on a stick? No, uh... <laughs> uh it's, uh... Brains... Brains can sometimes not be fun times. I... This is, this is a word of caution. Not a word of caution, just like a thing that happened. Um... Wait, you're not moving dead bodies with it? Not that we'll ever tell. Um... Yeah, like this past week, I've been super depressed. I did, this was even before this, but I did have a doctor appointment and I increased the medication I'm on, but it's mostly anxiety medication. So I, I like felt like, oh, the anxiety is down. So the depression's like, hey, hey, my time to shine. Out of the way, jerk face. Make room for Depresso the Clown. But then I just literally realized 
around the same time I ran out of my vitamin D. And I figured, oh, it's like sunny and 90 degrees outside. I don't need to be taking vitamin D. But maybe I do. Maybe I do. It it seems too like strong of a difference <laughs> like to be reliant on a low dosage of vitamin D. But it's possible, I suppose, if my body's been used to having this on a daily basis all throughout winter and then like suddenly it stops. It's gonna be like, hey, what the what the heck? What the heck, man? Here's all these horrible, horrible thoughts now to ruminate about. That's what you get. Do you drink milk? I most certainly do not. Like not real, like animal milk. Oat milk. It has more calcium than dairy milk. We put the vitamin D in withdrawal. <laughs> So yeah, I don't know. I'll have to like, oops, order some and see if anything changes from that. I mean, I'm still hunting and searching for both therapists and like trying to find the right medication concoction for me, like actual medication and not vitamins. Um. There was actually uh, uh what what's what's the show last week tonight with with uh that guy it's on the internet on the YouTubes um what's his name I have Colin Robinson in my mind but that's the guy from the vampire show John Oliver that's him <laughs> John Oliver Colin Robinson same difference um John Oliver. There was a he like one of his recent in the last week's episodes was about the state of the mental health industry in the United States and like basically I was just pointing at the camera being like yes exactly basically how there's a shortage of mental health practitioners. Because... Whoa, I almost saw this Wolfie. Health insurance companies don't want to cover mental health, even though it's required of them with the Healthcare Act. So they pay dimes on what they should be paying to mental health practitioners. So they go out of business or go into private practice where they don't take insurance. And then that puts like the community resources, which I'm dependent on, on a strain. You know, the, the therapists who are there are like nuts to this. And 
and like they're like the like psychiatry and and social workers are like the lowest paid of the professional medical professions <laughs> if that's if that's the series of words to use um well true health insurance companies don't want to pay for anything ever uh um so yeah, basically how there's just like waiting, like that's what I, I'm just like on like waiting lists or like the the clinic I go to used to have like a mental health department and then like I made an appointment for a primary care and I'm like, okay, can I start mental health stuff? And they're like, no, they all left. <laughs> we We no longer have anyone here. And so I tried other ones, but they're just like, we'll take your application, but we're not taking any new patients. But yeah, and then it's, that you know, this all trickles down and then like, why would anybody go to school? Why would the next generation want to take up social work or, or psychiatry? And then you got there was I I I just I just don't like apps, but like then there's all these like apps that are scammy and like try to use AI <laughs> and like they just are horrible and bad. Fun times. Everybody's having fun times. So yes, I don't think it's specifically because I ran out of my vitamin D vitamins. Thanks, now I'm sad. <laughs> yes. Everybody's. Everything's coming up, Millhouse. Bloink. But we're still walking to the Farlands. Ain't that a thing? Ain't that a thing? It's warm. Very toasty. Another another few weeks of this and it'll be Wildflower season. <laughs> Boink. I've run out of things on my list to talk about. Because I felt like the depression thing was bumming everyone out. 
Quick, pivot, pivot! I'm a skilled entertainer and broadcaster. <laughs> Bring him back. Made any good bread lately? I was about to make a joke about how little Twitch and YouTube are paying, but... Um, my buns have not turned out great recently. I've had some bun issues. I think I've got my sandwich bread pretty well in order. Like, so I've, I've not had any issues with that. I've got the, the system down. The system is down. But yeah, the buns... The last buns didn't really rise any. I used uh, coconut oil. Which then, from the fridge, was like, made the dough, like, easier to, like, mold. And, like, pliable. But then I don't think it, like, warmed up fast enough to let it rise. And then I tried a different recipe that didn't even have yeast. And that was alright. It was like baking powder, you know, it was just kind of like a... almost a cake. Um, those had the right shape, but not the right texture. And they were very crumbly. Honestly, the girlfriend had a good point. The first buns I made, I just, like, used extra of my bread batter, like of my sandwich bread batter, and they turned out pretty good. So I think I should, like, stop trying to be like, this is a bun-specific recipe. No, just make bread. Just, it's bread. It's all bread. Everything is bread in the end, is it not? <laughs> in the end, we all end up bread. Bread and in the back of a hearse. That's probably what I ought to do. Yeah, mo most of my like hamburger buns come out like better biscuits than they do bread. That must have been that bean I had for dinner. <laughs> uh, hot dog buns. Side cut or top cut? The answer is top cut. Uh, side cut. That's kind of one of the main problems I have with the gluten-free buns I'm making. I do a side cut, but not all the way through so that they hold their shape. But then they always break all the way through, and then I'm stuck trying to fumble a sausage in between two separated buns, and it's just a losing battle. The hinge. The hinge doesn't maintain. <laughs> is that... Is that has... I hope that's the technical term for the part of the bun that stays together in a hot dog bun. <laughs> the hinge. <laughs> uh...
If it's not, I now deem it so. As an esteemed member of the baking and bread-making community, I declare now that that part of a hot dog bun is called the hinge. Yeah, when I was looking for hot dog pans, that was like number the number one result on Amazon was this New England hot dog bun situation. I don't know. Seemed like a scam. You're going to have a seat right there, why don't you? Is this... I sure hope that this episode finds you through the YouTube algor al algorithm like the last one did. I want to say it's because uh, Gavin and the slow-mo guys comment. I feel like that's a... I think, I think he's on to something. If like a channel that you follow comments on a video, then that video will get recommended in your feed. We're, we're breaking down these, these, the clues. And the hidden workings, inner workings of the YouTube algorithm. Indeed. Or maybe it's just because Far Lancer busts endures so much. Through all the change that's happened. Through all the different popular medias short-form content video. Our lands are bust. Endures. Well, that's the end of the episode. Thank you very much for watching. My name is Kurt. I will see you next... Oh, I fell in the bed. I don't know, I didn't taste it.